Talk to my friend Drew Lennon. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As die-hard conservative. I to this guy for wisdom. All right, welcome to the Drew Allen Show. Everyone, this is Drew Allen, your millennial minister of truth. Uh, thanks for being here, Captain. We're back in the saddle after a week of not having a show. Look, if you're not mad about what I'm about to tell you, there's something wrong with you. You, 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 you know, I, I look, I, I don't mean to be a, a jerk off here, but if you're not upset about this latest border bill that we're going to go through, which is not a border bill at all, it's a FU America bill, a screw you America bill. Then, then I don't know. I mean, this is a threat to your children, to your own future, to your, to, to, to your own security, economic prosperity. And you have politicians who are all traitors that are involved in this process. Treason. Now, if you did what these politicians are doing, you would be, at a minimum, in jail for life, and you might be executed. That's not hyperbole. That's the reality. These people are guilty of treason. And the contempt is even worse than the treason itself. That is the brazenness with which they lie to our faces. These people hate you. These politicians in Washington, D.C. hate you. And Oklahoma, look, Texas has its problem, too, with Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw, to start, former Navy SEAL. This is an individual who served his country and then betrayed it. That's his legacy. So the latter, what he's doing now, erases any service he might have offered in the past, in my opinion. I mean, we do not... um, Celebrate traitors. I mean, this is like, you know, Benedict Arnold. Wow, well, he served bravely in the American Revolution until he didn't. That's Dan Crenshaw. Scumbag. Scumbag. I've got a tweet here I'll pull up in a second to show you what he thinks of you. And then Oklahoma, the pride of Oklahoma, Senator James Langford. He's been a senator since 2015, I believe. This is another piece of human garbage. Human garbage. And he's still lying. He's been caught and he's still lying. This is a Republican from Oklahoma. Oklahoma supposedly such a conservative state. And what does even Oklahoma produce for us? Much like Texas producing Dan Crenshaw? It produces a traitor. A slimy snake. A scumbag. So I guess we'll get started here. With the FU border, actually, you know what? First, before I get into the border stuff, I'd just like to mention hilariously that, that Biden just won the South Carolina primary and the media was so enthusiastic. They were treating this like it's an example of how popular Joe Biden is. Do not question Joe Biden and his ability to win in 2024. Well, the media was bragging about Biden's blowout in South Carolina. Now, firstly, mind you, there were no legitimate challengers to Joe Biden. He's running unopposed. There were a couple other people on the ballot that no one's ever heard of. But his only big challenger is a coward named Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., RFK Jr., is running as an independent. And in fact, RFK Jr. is now in the process of consulting the Libertarian Party to get ballot access. So he's obviously a Democrat through and through. He decided not to challenge Joe Biden, which would have been good for the country. Instead, he's running as an independent, like the Wild West. And now he's actually approaching the Libertarians. Now imagine, I mean, it's like it's like if we didn't have a candidate yet in the Republican Party, and he said, hey, uh, can I run as a Republican? And you say, I mean, this is how nutty this is, but but they're considering it. They're considering it. So anyway, Joe Biden won the South Carolina primary, which, by the way, they changed the entire primary season so that South Carolina would be first 
because they knew that Joe Biden could win South Carolina to basically get rid of any notion that maybe there should be a challenger because they just want to solidify this now. Joe Biden's the candidate that nobody wants. So anyway, there was 4% turnout in South Carolina. So he, he, he won with 96% of the vote, but it's 96% of 4% of, of, of turnout. So, you know, put your hands together for Joe Biden, who got 96% of 4%. And by the way, as a comparison, the Iowa caucus, the Iowa caucus for Republicans, that was 14.4% turnout during a snowstorm. So South Carolina, 4% of people show up to vote in the primary, participate, and Joe Biden gets 96% of the vote unopposed. So, but they're spinning this. They're spinning this. And I have a piece out. It's on my Substack now, but you can, it's going to be published. I gave it to the California Globe. I haven't been published there in a while. About what we're facing right now with the Biden strategy and the Biden campaign. It is a war against reality. A war against reality. Do not believe what's really happening with your own eyes and your own experience. Just listen to us. Yes, we're going to spin it for you. And that's what's going on across the board. Across the board. America has never been in worse shape. And they would tell you that it's never been better. This is what they have to go with. So let's get into the border bill, the F America bill, the screw America and Americans bill, or the American disenfranchisement bill, if you want to call it that. I think first, let's just go after, um, what clip is this? Chuck Schumer. He was on MSNBC with Micah Brzezinski, and... Before I play this clip, I would just remind you to go back and recall the Inflation Reduction Act. What memories does that conjure for you? The Inflation Reduction Act. One, Biden, of course, admitted after the fact, as well as the media also admitted, that the Inflation Reduction Act had nothing to do with reducing inflation. It was a Green New Deal Act disguised as the Inflation Reduction Act. They just called it that, but it had nothing to do with accomplishing that objective. But how can you oppose the Inflation Reduction Act? We've got to get inflation down, and this bill's going to do it. And now we have this 11th hour BS, betray America, stab us all in the back or in the throat, border bill, they're presenting it as, and yet listen to where the border ranks on the list of priorities in this bill based on Chuck Schumer's gaslighting here. Go ahead and play the clip, Captain. We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. If we don't help Israel defend itself against Hamas, that perpetual war will go on and on and on. If we don't help humanitarian aid to the starving Palestinians in Gaza, hundreds of thousands could starve. And the border, everyone has said it's chaos. Do you notice... You notice, here we are talking about this border bill that we have to pass, right? This is so important. It's in the news everywhere. And we have Chuck Schumer go, well, we've got to take care of Ukraine and Israel and starving Palestinians. And oh, by the way, the border. And it's just always a tactic in which the world's going to end if we don't pass this. Now, here's a very important, we'll just take a moment. Drew University is open for business right now. What you're seeing is a Saul Alinsky, the OG community organizer in Chicago. Saul Alinsky, who wrote Rules for Radicals, which is a how to create a Marxist revolution in America. This is the book that Hillary Clinton is very familiar with. She idolized Saul Alinsky. This is something that 
Barack Obama is very familiar with as well. He studies this. He was a community organizer or agitator is what they really are as well. And what Alinsky and the left today do time and time again is they create a problem. They create a problem. And then they present themselves as those uniquely qualified to solve it. So they create it. And they have a solution prepared to accomplish one of their Marxist objectives. And they then try and force that solution on the American people. Now, of course, it's not actually a solution. It doesn't actually solve any problems, but this is the tactic. So they open up the border. They defy the existing laws on the books. They create an illegal invasion, and then they come up with a border bill that's going to grant these illegals amnesty. And they'll tell us, oh, we have to pass this border bill to prevent the invasion at the border. But one, they have created the invasion of the border. They created the problem. And secondarily, their solution is a lie. It doesn't actually do any of that. And I'm going to repeat now what I've said before, which becomes more and more clear. These illegals are going to be instrumental, not only down the road in the future, of destroying the country and creating a one-party rule, which is the Democrat Party, and that's it. Not only is that one of the reasons they're doing this, but the more immediate purpose of this is to cheat in 2024. You have 24 states that have motor voter registration. That is to say, if you get a driver's license, you are automatically entered into the voter rolls. So in other words, you only have to have a driver's license to vote. Does a driver's license prove citizenship? No, it does not. Illegals can get driver's licenses. So you cut out any ability for a state to require proof of citizenship. So combine that with mail-in ballots, right? So you've got 5 million illegals that apply for driver's licenses in one of these states. They automatically are registered to vote and a ballot is automatically sent to their address or wherever. And so you have this scheme unfolding where it doesn't matter. These ballots can be sent anywhere, and all that has to happen now is a Democrat activist has to come in and harvest the ballots. So if you have 200,000 illegals who are given driver's licenses in an organized manner by the Democrat Party apparatus, knowing where these mail-in ballots are going to go, because where are you going to send these? Suddenly you have to put an address on this thing, And there you go. Bada boom, bada bing. You got 200,000 Democrat voters. This is where this is heading. Now, let's address the Republicans in this process. We know what the Democrats are up to. This is no surprise, but you have to ask yourself, what Republican in their right mind would support a bill A Democrat bill that legalizes illegal immigration. Someone who's compromised. Someone who hates you. Someone who is stabbing you in the back. And these people are lying to your face. Now, pull up photo three, Captain. I want to start with Dan Crenshaw. A traitor to his nation. Yeah, pull that tweet up and I'll just read it if you're just listening. So the bill came out, we can all read it, and here's what Dan Crenshaw says. Unfortunately, there's a lot of emotion about this border deal and no analysis of the facts by people who should know better. Many people, who are apparently very fast readers, have already tweeted completely false statements about the legislation. Pull it away. 
So notice the condescension there. Oh, people who apparently are very fast readers, they think they know what's in it and they're lying to you. Now pull up this other one by uh, Langford, photo two. Now this is Senator Langford, James Langford from Oklahoma, the trader from Oklahoma. We just heard from the trader from Texas. Now we've got the trader from Oklahoma. Quote, the Border Emergency Authority has been the most misunderstood or maybe just misrepresented parts of the bill. Some people have said it would mean 5,000 people a day are coming into the country every day. That is absurd and untrue. All right, pull that down. Interesting. So he's saying that that's not true. And yet, and yet... Um, I actually have a thread that was posted on Twitter, formerly Twitter, now X, by um, Chris Murphy, who is one of the Democrat co-authors of this very bill. Pull up photo one. This is one of the tweets from the Democrat co-author of this, a requirement, the president, what does that say? A, a requirement, the president to funnel asylum claims to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. The border never closes. The border never closes, Chris Murphy writes, who is one of the co-authors of this bill. And he says, there's a requirement for the asylum claims to be funneled to the land ports of entry when more than 5,000 people cross a day. Pull up, uh, pull up, pull up number, number two again. Pull up photo two again, Captain. I'm sorry. He just says that 5,000 people are crossing a day. Senator James Lang Langford in his tweet says, some people have said it would mean 5,000 people a day are coming into the country every day. That is absurd and untrue. Senator James Langford is a piece of human garbage who is lying to the American people. Chris Murphy, the Democrat, directly admits that it's happening. Now, I want you to hear Senator Lankford. Cue up cut one. He was on with Shannon Bream, trying to get ahead of this. And I want you to hear him dismiss this 5,000 illegals a day number as internet rumors. Go ahead. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. We'll let in 6 million instead of 9 million. This makes utterly no sense. Is that part of the deal? And how would you convince someone like Senator Cruz to vote for it? Yeah, the challenge that Senator Cruz has and a bunch of other folks is they're still waiting to be able to read the bill on this. And this has been our great challenge of being able to fight through the final words to be able to get the bill text out so people can hear it. Right now, there's Internet rumors is all that people are running on. Oh, it's just an Internet rumor, an Internet rumor that the author of the bill, Chris Murphy, says is in the bill. But I don't have to listen to what Chris Murphy says because I can read the bill myself and many people have, including me. But I just want to tell you how bad this bill is. What a betrayal it actually is. It's worse than you could ever imagine. Now, Daniel Horowitz did an excellent summary of this at The Blaze, and I'm going to just use his a uh, piece of writing for this. A lot, I mean, I've read it from everywhere. He does a great job of distilling it down into one place. So firstly, Daniel Horowitz correctly points out something very important because what lying Republicans and Democrats and the Biden administration are telling you, would have you believe, is that we need a bill to enforce the existing immigration laws that are in a bill. So in other words, it is a function of the federal government to protect the border. And they're not doing that. And so they're trying to gaslight us and tell us, well, we need a bill to tell us to do it. We already have existing laws 
that prevent illegals from being able to come here legally. That's the point. And they want to pass a bill, of course, here that legalizes illegal immigration. So the idea that we need a bill to legalize illegal immigration, but, you know, somehow Joe Biden can't do anything about it when it's Joe Biden's fault himself that we're in this situation because he's not enforcing the existing laws in the books, just defies human intelligence. So, I mean, one of the things that Horowitz points out is that in 2006, a supermajority of Congress passed the Secure Fence Act. What is the Secure Fence Act? It required the Secretary of Homeland Security to take all actions necessary within 18 months of passage to achieve and maintain operational control over the entire international land. Now, knowing this is on the books, you might recall that, uh, you know, we've heard Mayorkas lie to us and tell us they have operational control of the border. They obviously do not. We're talking about nearly 9 million illegals so far who've come across the border. And by the way, that's what we, we can kind of calculate. It's probably more than that. But here are some of the bill's key provisions. So there is authority given to the President of the United States in this bill to slow or shut off the flow of illegal immigration after 5,000 invaders per day. So firstly, 5,000 invaders per day comes out to nearly 2 million over the course of the four years. Or whatever, a year, sorry, 2 million per year. 1.8 million, I think, or 1.6 million, depending on which number you're going with. So basically, you heard uh, Cruz in that clip talk about this. So basically, we're just going to cut down the immigration to two-thirds of what it currently is, illegally? You're going to legalize two-thirds of illegal immigrants now? So the president has the discretionary authority to suspend any emergency declaration. So right there in the bill, yes, it says, okay, if five, if more, you know, if 5,001 illegals or maybe 5,000 exactly on the dot enter the country illegally on a day, we're going to shut down the border. And then you have a clause also that says, but the president can override that. Page 27 of the bill mandates that those seeking asylum shall be released from physical custody. So this actually destroys the current law, Horowitz points out, which directs that in the case of an alien who is an applicant for admission, if the examining immigration officer determines that an alien seeking admission is not clearly and beyond a doubt entitled to be admitted, the alien shall be detained for a removal proceeding. So this just gets rid of that completely, and any illegal just gets caught and released. By the way, we are going to be footing the bill for lawyers for these illegals as well. That's in this bill. I mean, can you imagine, Captain? I mean, the treatment of these... So you break the law by coming into a country illegally. And you don't... Not only do you not face punishment, but the taxpayer that you are effectively trying to rob by coming in and stealing their wealth, by being a leech on their welfare system, well, they're going to also pay for your lawyer to ensure that you get released. Hey, Drew. Yep. I apologize, but I'm going to have to correct you on, on the air. It's actually worse than what you just said. Uh, tell us. Sen Senator Kristen Sinema. You know who she is. She's an independent, but she leans to the left. Uh, also said that it's actually an average of more than 5,000 crossings attempts per day over a seven-day period. So it's not 5,001 and then it shut it down. It has to be an right. average over a seven-day period. So it's that even worse. Yeah, this is why Cap and I are such a great team. That's a great point to point out. You're exactly right. It is not on one day. It's an average of seven days. Exactly. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. So, yeah, it's not, oh, one day we had 5,000. It's for seven days in a row we have 5,000 people entering illegally. Now we can shut down the border. That is correct. And, and I've heard people say, which is correct, what is the appropriate number of illegals that should be permitted into our country? Is it 5,000 a day? I, I got a number No, for it's you. zero. Exactly. What's I was going to say, it's, it's zero. zero. Yeah. So, 
and here's my last my my last uh, interaction here. This is a border bill, right? But it's pretty interesting yeah. that we spend a hundred and fourteen billion dollars on foreign policy in this bill, but we only spend twenty billion on the border. Hey, do you remember? I'm old enough to remember that five billion dollars for a wall was too much money to spend. Remember that? Exactly. That's what these same Republicans that want to pass this bill, those very same Republicans during the Trump administration, told us that $5 billion was unaffordable to secure our own border. And, and you know, that's the reality of this, too. I mean, I haven't even addressed, Captain just brought it up, and it's a great time to talk about it. I haven't even addressed the other stuff in the bill, because this isn't just a border bill. This is also a funding bill for, well, you heard Schumer, for Ukraine, for Israel, for the Palestinians. And then we have a little bit of money for the border. But I don't want you to think and be mistaken, because you would be mistaken if you believe that the 20 billion or whatever they're trying to throw for the border has anything to do with securing the border. I have talked about it on this show for years now, since this imposter entered the Oval Office. That the money that they continue to ask for for the border, in terms of funding personnel and so on and so forth, more Border Patrol agents, it's not money to help secure the border. This administration is using the Border Patrol and the entire border apparatus as a humanitarian organization, not a border security mechanism. So the problem for this administration is not that there are too many illegals coming into the country. It's that they can't process them fast enough. They can't process them fast enough. So this administration has repeatedly sought more funding so they can actually facilitate additional illegal immigration. That's what's so outrageous about all of this. It's not just oh my gosh, we have a problem at the border because 9 million illegals have come in. They're looking at this and saying, we could probably get 15 million illegals in here if we just had more manpower at the border to help that happen. That's how sick this is. That's how disgusting this is. And this is a pathway to citizenship. Uh, let me see if he gets into it. Horowitz, I mean, in his article here. Um. Okay, so Lankford's bill, he's calling it, you know, this border bill, would invite in another 50,000 people on green cards. This is huge. It would expand worker visa programs and bring in more Afghan refugees on top of the 100,000 already admitted. Page 149 of the bill codifies the Flores Agreement, which incentivizes illegal aliens to traffic their kids over the border, knowing that they must be released so this, this is huge too. It creates more chain migration as well. It actually creates a visa system to help illegal family members come across the border and join those who've already come here illegally. You were talking about the annihilation and the end of the United States of America. It gives $2.3 billion to these NGOs, the Office of Refugee Resettlement, to further empower them to colonize our communities. One of the craziest things in this bill, though, Captain, is this. The Fifth Circuit of Appeals is a Trump-heavy court of appeals that has jurisdiction over Texas. And the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has in multiple occasions, successfully prevented the lawless, unscrupulous Biden administration from doing even worse things to this country. And this bill slipped in here is a directive that says that any future cases regarding the border or anything related to that are going to be directed to the D.C. court. In other words, the same D.C. court that has been sticking J6 selfie takers in prison for life, that's the court that they're saying is now going to have a mandate to deal with all these cases.
So in other words, you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance. So queue up cut four, Captain. I want to play this other Lankford clip. I believe this is this is on Fox News. He's on with, uh, what's that loser's name? This guy's such a loser on Fox News. Uh, whatever. I'll think of it in a minute. Or you'll hear it or see it in a minute. And I'll, I'll be reminded as well. But anyway, I want you to hear Lankford trying to defend it. By the way, you know, I, I just have to point something out. Maybe it's obvious to people. I just I just can't help but notice that so many of these evil people in our country that are politicians look like they've literally been in some dungeon drinking blood making a deal with the devil. Like they look like soulless, evil, despicable, like pedophiles, honestly, a lot of these guys. They look like pedos or something to me. But I mean, you look at Lankford and he just, he matches it. You know, it's like if you had some villain in, in a movie, they always look like these people. I don't know if they always look like this or if the fact that they sold their soul in Washington, D.C. actually is causing them to lose some amount of sleep. And I don't know. But this guy is a creepy looking dude. And I would not want him at a children's party is all I'm saying. That's, I'm just saying it's true. Go ahead and play this cut, Captain. Let's talk about the NGOs, uh, the Catholic charities. They get huge money to house and provide uh, and provide accommodations to illegal aliens who are trying to get into this country. You put $1.4 billion into this. Uh, that is an area in which I know Republicans are upset about. Can you want to expand on that? Yeah, it is interesting. I have some folks that are upset about trying to get humanitarian aid to people that are struggling on it. I, I get that. We want to be able to, we're Americans, we provide food and water to people and don't just leave them in the desert to be able to die. But I would also say that aid is also attached to our beds. So here's how we attach these two things together. So to be able to get that economic assistance actually got out, that means the Biden administration, before that assistance goes out at the end of it, that means they've got to add more deportation flights, they've got to add more uh, detention beds, they've got to add more ICE officers, they have to add more Border Patrol officers, right. they have to actually implement these things before those final dollars go out. So those things are attached. That's actually a forcing mechanism to say, right. you want those dollars to go out, you've got to actually start deporting people. So here's So all you need to know is that Lankford is a huge freaking liar. Uh, he's like, uh, you know, he's like uh, uh, Adam Schiff during Trump-Russia collusion. But, but I am so sick of hearing this line from Democrats. Now, people like Lankford, Republicans, people in this country that tell us, as Americans, we provide food and water to people. No, you mother effers provide food and water to anybody who's not an American. That's what you do. Go screw yourself, Lankford. And you know what? It is not the government's role to be taking care of everyone in the world. It's their role to take care of Americans, period. If churches, if organizations, if nonprofits want to get involved in providing food and water to other people around the world, that's fine. Go and do it. But it is not our government's job to rob the American citizen and then redistribute that money, not only to other American citizens, but also to other citizens around the world, to the Palestinians, to whatever. I am sick and tired of this crap. This is not our government's role. It's just disgusting. And for him to sit there and tell us, as Americans, we provide food and water to people. Have you seen the images in New York City? Have you seen our veterans in this country, our homeless our people with mental health issues. We don't take care of anybody in this country who's an American citizen. We don't take care of people who are forced to go and fight in foreign wars because our government sends them off to get shot for us for stupid, pointless reasons these days. We don't take care of them. We tell them to screw off, suck it up. You know, when, 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 the, when the residents of Maui get burned alive and lose everything they have, Joe Biden makes a six-hour stop and says, yeah, let's give them 600 bucks. When the illegals come into the country, Biden says, let's give them $5,000 on a prepaid debit card. And I get it. Some of you say, oh, Drew, you're so angry. Be nice. 
You're not convincing anybody to come over to our cause. You just sound mad all the time. Well, I don't know what to tell you. If this doesn't make you mad, there's something wrong with you. You have our politicians robbing us blind. We are facing economic collapse potentially in the near future. Our sovereignty no longer exists. We're facing wars all around the world. And your sons and daughters, our sons and daughters, are supposed to go and fight in these pointless conflicts that should have never happened in the first place. We are facing annihilation as a country. And you're not mad about it. Americans don't have full-time jobs. Inflation is destroying our own wallets and incomes. And this government is importing illegal immigrants to replace us. By the way, this is replacement theory in practice. This is what this is. The conspiracy theory is that replacement theory is a conspiracy theory. That's the real conspiracy theory. This is the plan all along. Replace us. Replace Americans with illegals. We provide food and water to people. I, I, I just, it's shocking to me, Captain. We sit here and every day, we, with, with the, the current shape of America that we're in, and I got to hear politicians lecture me about how we need to take care of people in Palestine or we need to take care of illegals from wherever because whatever, I don't have, that's not my responsibility. And this is such a lie that this makes you moral. Captain, would I be a moral person if I watched my own family lose my house, become homeless, starving, and instead of giving bread to my own family to keep them alive, I went and gave to somebody else. There's nothing moral about what these people are doing to our country. There's nothing moral about providing for these illegals who have no right to be here. Obviously, they can make it across the desert, as Langford would say, just fine. And if you see these people coming, they're very healthy. They're in great shape. They're all very young as well. And these losers want to come here and leech off of us. It's these people that are risking their lives that are amoral characters. They come from their own countries and they don't have the guts and courage. Yeah. Male military age. They're all male military age. And you know, all of this too, people pretend like what's really happening here, they pretend like it's not human trafficking. That it's not drug cartel related. What, what is happening right now is these politicians have made a deal with drug cartels and human traffickers. What Joe Biden is actually responsible for, not just the worst illegal invasion of our country in world history or of a country in world history. What you're looking at is Joe Biden is the greatest supporter of sex trafficking in world history. Since mankind stood up on two legs, nobody has done more to promote the sex trafficking trade than Joseph Robinette Biden. That's his legacy. A friend to evildoers around the world. I don't know if you saw this, Captain. Tucker Carlson is interviewing, it looks like, Vladimir Putin. And the left and many on the right who are losers, are losing their minds over this. Losing their minds. Now, he tried to set this up before, and I believe the federal government spied on him, outed him to prevent and block this from happening when he was, had a show still at, uh, at Fox News. And the, the, the left is going to be outraged by this because they don't want you to hear too... So Look, you can, you, you know... One of the big lies is that there's just black and white issue in Russia, Ukraine, that Russia and Putin are bad. Ukraine and Zelensky are good. The reality is that the entire U.S. government is not good. And their involvement in Ukraine is not good. 
And what's happening in Ukraine is not good. And actually, what the left and others that are warmongers, they want to keep pouring this money into Ukraine in perpetuity, what they don't want you to know is that it's actually NATO and the West that instigated this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. You know, we, I say we like NATO, you know, we actually made a deal with Russia. <clears throat> we made certain promises and guarantees to them about not expanding NATO, about not, about not meddling in their interest to some extent, and we've just pushed back and said, F you. So whether Putin is good or bad, the fact that the United States and NATO and the West have reneged on their own promises and assurances to Russia doesn't make us good. And the problem, one of the complications today is that we no longer have the moral authority because we have one of the most corrupt governments in mankind's history. <clears throat> Trump-Russia collusion, a coup attempt. Our government tried to bring down a sitting president of the United States based on lies. We have an administration that is uh, illegitimate. This entire administration is illegitimate. J6, again, was a ploy by the left, by rhinos, by deep staters, to ensure that the... The debate over voter fraud never happened. It was intended to ensure that we stop talking about what the Democrats did in 2020, which was they did steal the election. They stole the election and they used fear to prevent Americans from actually saying what I'm saying right now. But more and more Americans are becoming comfortable admitting what happened. Joe Biden did not get 81 million legal votes. He is not popular. He didn't win an election getting more votes than any American president in U.S. history by running a campaign out of his basement. It didn't happen. We have a president who has been credibly accused by his own daughter, Ashley, in her, in her diary that he showered with his own daughter when she was, he showered inappropriately with his own daughter when she was a young girl. That's who our president is. We have Hillary Clinton. How many people have died mysteriously around her. And yet, we want to sit here now, we want to attack Putin. That's the problem. Putin is not a good guy. But because you're not necessarily a good guy, also doesn't mean that everything you say is not true. Or that nothing you say is true. That's the reality of the situation. So, and at the end of the day, it, it, it's not even about good, bad to some extent. It's just about doing what's right and what makes sense and what's pragmatic. Ukraine's already lost the war between Russia. They never had a chance. The media lied to us with propaganda and told us forever that, oh yeah, Ukraine could win. Ukraine's winning. No, a generation of human beings have lost their lives as a result of this. Would it not have been in everyone's best interest if we just stopped this in the beginning? and come to some kind of peaceful resolution, to compare Putin to Hitler and so on and so forth is untrue. Is untrue. I just, you know, people's brains are mush today. Mush today. And, and this is what we're up against, and you and I have got to deal with. We have got to ground ourselves in reality. Cue up cut three, Captain. This is what I'm talking about. The Biden administration is waging a war against reality. You might remember that the Biden administration and Janet Yellen herself told us repeatedly that inflation was transitory. Then they passed the Inflation Reduction Act which had nothing to do with inflation, they later admitted. I want you to hear Janet Yellen on ABC, News Live, News Live Prime, whatever that is, this show, in an interview. 
This is the woman that told you inflation was transitory. Go ahead, play it. How do you convince Americans and voters that those prices might not go back to where they were before the pandemic? Well, I think most um, Americans know that prices um, are not likely to fall. It's not the Fed's objective to um, try to push the level of prices back to where they were. So now she thinks Americans understand that prices are not going to go down. How much more lying are you personally willing to tolerate from these people? The problem is that what they've been doing for nearly four years now is a controlled demolition of the United States of America. But soon everyone's going to lose control and it's going to be an uncontrolled demolition of the country. And it's going to be very hard to fix things if we are all living in chaos. It'll be very hard to get organized and make decisions in a controlled atmosphere to put us back on track. I'm talking about anarchy. And that's where we're headed. I I, I just can't get over this uh, border bill. I have to to come back to it. I I just want to tell you what the the co-author... Chris Murphy tweeted about this. I mean, he literally tells you what's in it, and now they're all trying to deny that this is happening. So they want a quicker, fair asylum process. No more 10-year waits. This is why they want the money. So they can just get these claims processed immediately. No more waiting for work permits. Most asylum seekers can work immediately. Look at that. They're going to give these guys green cards. You come across the border and you're going to just be handed a green card. A brand new right to legal representation for all immigrants. There you go. Everybody who's illegal gets a taxpayer funded lawyer. Um, I mean, this is amazing. You can't reduce arrivals at the border without allowing for more legal immigration. So, more visas, he proudly says with an exclamation point. 50,000 extra employment and family reunification visas each year for the next five years. A new pathway to citizenship for Afghan parolees. And then he concludes, the bill helps fix the border and reform our broken asylum system. This bill is the ultimate F.U. I I cannot believe, Captain, that we live in a country that is operating in such a way. I mean, I, I, I just, honestly, I'm almost speechless. I mean, I've been talking for like 48 minutes now about this. And I, I just, for the life of me, that, that the Democrat Party can have a single supporter that these rhinos, frankly, can have a single supporter left in the country is like mind-boggling to me. What kind of country does this? What kind of politicians do this? I mean, we, 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 we have a horrific economy right now. People are working gig jobs. That's the reality of these fake economic reports. You have a, you have a borough of labor statistics now that is literally cooking the books. Cooking the books. You know, this um, Zero Hedge, who does a lot of great reporting, you know, talked about this later job, this latest jobs report that's being hailed as a blockbuster jobs report. And it's, 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 it's a total farce. They, they're lying. You can't believe anything they do. Notice, by the way, that, you know, what this administration is doing essentially is the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS, is changing different criteria to to inflate the numbers. And then after the fact, they're then then, uh, revising the numbers to reflect the truth. So, for example, um, let's see if they do it here. Hang on. 
Okay, he uses January, for, for example. So in January, the BLS, Bureau of Labor Statistics, conducted its annual, annual re-benchmarking and update of seasonal adjustment factors. Long story short, what, <clears throat> what was until December of last year, a decline in jobs, has now been miraculously transformed into gains, as shown in the chart below. So, these revisions are being designed, created, to give the impression that the labor market is slowing less than it is. So before this revision, the average monthly job gain in 2021 was roughly, you know, 606,000 versus 640,000 after the revision. So it's about the same. In 2023, they changed everything uh, to basically make 2023 appear stronger than it actually was. So they're playing games with the numbers. So one of the things they're doing, for example, okay, they're trying to show that the economy is better than it is. So, So what do they do? Well, lately, the Bureau of Labor Statistics latest choice of seasonal adjustments, they are so a 10% error, error rate, let me read what he says here. In other words, just a 10% error rate in the seasonal adjustment would wipe out the entire gain and make January increase a decline. So when you dig into this jobs report, you see a lot of ugly things now. One of those things is that there's a divergence between the payrolls and what's a, actual, a more accurate reflection which is the household actual employment survey. So, for example, in January, the BLS claimed 353,000 payrolls were added. The household survey found that the number of actually employed workers dropped again by 31,000. I'm just telling you that. Maybe that sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook to people. But what I'm telling you is the the BLS is changing just as they see fit. How they are calculating these things. I mean, it's it's like when they use a model for COVID deaths and so on. It doesn't mean anything. You can put whatever numbers you want in to, to, to get a result that you want to report on. And so these employment numbers are not grounded in any kind of actual data anymore. They're not grounded in any, any, anything that is a, a, any consistency. So the numbers don't actually mean anything anymore. And worse, what we're really learning from this is that there's actually been no job creation for native-born workers. All of the job creation that's being reflected has been exclusively for foreign-born workers. That's one of the biggest takeaways from what we're learning from these job reports. So any positive news they might spend for the economy is people that are foreign-born. And you have them wanting to import more illegals? You understand how this is going to destroy our economic system? Not only adding to the number of people that are going to be on welfare and everything else, I mean, this is, this is what these econo- economists named Cloward Piven talked about in detail many, many years ago. It's an actual strategy by the left to destroy our economic system, to collapse it, to put so many people on the welfare rolls that our economic system then just has no option but to collapse under the weight of those people. So, anyway, um, <clears throat> you know, I was thinking about something too, Captain. You remember the Gang of Eight? That was that was January 2013. The Gang of Eight. That was when four Republicans and four Democrats under Obama got together, and they were trying to pass an am- a bipartisan amnesty bill. This is no different than that. And, you know, that was John McCain, 
Marco Rubio, Lindsey Graham, and Jeff Flake. And you, do you want to be in that category of people, Captain? In their company now, Marco Rubio arguably is the only one who's kind of coming out of come come out of that, and he's not a turd. But you know, I think that that honestly, Marco Rubio's involvement in that gang of eight really wrecked his political future in many ways. I don't think he's ever come back from his participation in that. And he was a young senator. I think he he came in in 2013 or something like that. And it was just a mistake because what they were fighting for with the Democrats was to create a bill that gave illegals amnesty. It was an amnesty bill. And fortunately, it didn't pass. But it's like Republicans don't learn anything. I mean, how, how are these people still in Congress, Captain? I mean, in the Senate? I mean, at yeah, Congress, Senate, House. But anyway... I mean, Jeff Flake, I mean, Lindsey Graham. This is the problem, though, Captain, right? These people are showing us who they are, and they get reelected. James Lankford from Oklahoma and Dan Crenshaw better get primaried. They, have, they better be replaced with senators who have not decided to sell out the country. And this is what frustrates me about American politics. We know who the problems are. And I'm not saying getting someone new solves everything every time because they go to Washington, D.C. and they, you know, they, they, they get paid off or whatever and they become corrupt as well. But my goodness, it's much better than sending the same corrupt politicians that you know are already corrupt back to Washington, D.C. every single time. Crazy. Crazy. I just can't. So Langford's a piece of garbage. But anyway, look, this bill's not going to pass. It's not going to pass. Uh, the House has come out and made it very clear. The Speaker has come out and said, this is dead on arrival. But the, the, the Democrats are already doing what I've told you they're going to do, which is to frame this as Donald Trump and Republicans don't want to solve the border crisis. So that's what you're going to hear. Are you going to be persuaded by that propaganda? Are you going to allow your neighbors or friends or Marxists at your church to try and use that talking point on you? I hope not. But this is what we're up against. From now until November, you're going to be drowning in a sea of leftist propaganda. They're going to tell you that Trump and the Republicans, the border's their fault. The, the border problem is their fault. It's not. They created this problem, and they created this bill for the purpose of giving them that talking point. The economy is not good. It's a catastrophe. And they're going to continue to cook the books, and they're going to tell you, oh, the economy's so good. So I don't know. If it's not clear... If it wasn't clear before, I hope it's clear now that these people hate your guts. These Democrats, these Republicans that were behind this border bill, they hate you, they despise you, they have utter contempt for you, they think they're better than you, and they don't care what you think. So I hope this encourages people to get off your butts and get involved in some way. Because it's 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 getting ugly. It's getting ugly. And and you know. This election, I'll say it for the hundredth time. I mean, it's, it's Trump or bust. It's Trump or bust. There's some of you out there still out there attacking Trump or, you know, you're the reluctant Trump supporter. I wish it's going to be Trump and it's going to be Biden. And maybe they substitute someone in there at the last minute if they have to. But this is the easiest election in our lifetimes. And if you see what we're up against, Trump is amazing. He's incredible. There's no reason that you should be sitting here upset about Trump when you see what the left, the Democrats, the rhinos are trying to do. And yes, these people like Crenshaw, these people like Lankford, who are, who are playing games with our country in the future. If we do not reelect Trump, and, and look, in some ways you got to tune out the media. 
Trump can absolutely win in 2024 in a landslide. But you've got to adopt that mentality and you've got to understand that if he's not elected, if he's not elected and, and Biden wins, this country's gone. It's done. You're going to experience pain like you've never imagined. It's going to be some of the worst pain in human history because we've never had a country that was so prosperous collapse like this before. You're talking about Roman Empire level collapse, except instead of it collapsing over a period of decades, we're going to collapse overnight. So anyway, you know, I, I just, I don't have it in me, Captain, to just <clears throat> come in here and try and be like, like, I don't know. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is, I am responding to things in a way I hope that reflects the way most of you feel too. There is a sense of urgency and yes, anger because the stakes have never been higher and I see what's happening to the country and I'm tired of being treated this way. So. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it's not for everybody, but all I can do is be honest and tell you what's going on. So anyway, it's been great being back with you. Get mad, but of course, channel that anger into something constructive as well. All right, this is Jerome, your Millennial Minister of Truth. God bless you all, and until next time. Talk to my friend Drew. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. Of the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As Drew Allen. Conservative. I look to this guy for wisdom.